Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 61 of On the Flank. I one of your host, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, uh, we had a we had a little bit of a, a big event actually happen here in the off season that didn't involve player signings. It was called BlizzCon, Joe, and uh, a lot happened. Right? I I, w- I wasn't sure. I, I didn't pay attention. There was there some new game <laughs> announced or something. I mean, yeah, just a just a little bit of a lot. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and, and some of it did involve players, but uh, not all of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, there was the Overwatch World Cup, um, which is the first thing we're going to talk about. If you're here for Overwatch 2 stuff, that is uh, a finale of sorts. That is our grand finale uh, today. So I guess if you want to fast forward, you can um, <laughs> to the end where we will be talking about Overwatch 2. Um, but we start off, since this is mainly a competitive Overwatch um podcast we'll start off with the competition that happened this weekend which was the overwatch world cup um there's a lot of so this year was very different joe it was extremely different from most years um that it was (laughs) the biggest difference being that it started at blizzcon this year most years it starts it started like summer august was when it would start the group stages would um, and then people would be playing to make it to BlizzCon, but this year everybody made it to BlizzCon. Um, so I guess so. Last podcast, Joe, we started uh, right before the prelims started. So I guess we should start with the prelims because we didn't we didn't get to cover them. That's um, true. But how many how many prelims? There were tons of prelims. There were so many matches and it was all stuffed into one day how many did you end up catching yeah and it's hard to uh um uh, try to go back and find the vods now too because that's the one thing when they streamed on so many different channels um uh, and that's all messed up too so yeah I, I was in and out during the day because it was like the entire day mm-hmm. um there on thursday right yes thursday, thursday. um and that's that's one of my busiest days of classes and stuff too. So yeah, I was I was in and out uh, following score lines mostly, but in general, uh, fell out um, basically how we predicted. Not quite, but pretty close. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, bracket A probably we I pre- we predicted Australia, but Denmark ended up taking it. Denmark actually did super well. We'll talk about that later, but they actually did super well this whole tournament. Um, Netherlands made it over Finland, which we didn't expect. And uh, yeah, everything else was pretty much expected. But um, I watched, I didn't watch too much of it. I, I Most of it, I followed score lines. I watched Australia-New Zealand, which was actually a great match between the two rivals, Australia-New Zealand, um, which was super confusing because they have very similar flags. So when they showed like the score, yeah. it was very, I was like, wait, which one's which? Um, and then UK destroyed everybody like we expected. Bracket C was actually super interesting because, so I'm Italian, and I was super hyped to see that Italy was actually doing very well, um, and they they beat Sweden on the first map, Nepal, very easily, looked amazing doing it. They tied the next map, and then they kind of just fell off, 
but uh, I think it's mainly because their entire team is like is they they just don't play competitive Overwatch at all. They have they don't have Liquipedia pages. Their entire team, besides <laughs> a man named Dragon Eddie, who who carried. Um, and I tried to get in chat and do spam the spaghetti to, to help Dragon Eddie, but uh, <laughs> they had like spam mode turned off, so no one could spam anything. <laughs> it's very sad, but because because you wouldn't want to to mess up the the stream reputation of twitch.tv slash OWWC2. <laughs> exactly, like that's the most prestigious Twitch channel, and they're like, we can't. I literally like you literally could copy and they had the mode where you could not copy and paste the same message as somebody else. So when I was trying to spam the message, I had to like change it every time I did. So obviously it wasn't going to work. <laughs> um, but yeah, Dragon Eddie, pick up Dragon Eddie right now because this man is amazing. He's a Chinese Italian man. And that's why his name is Dragon Eddie because his real name's Eddie. Um, and then the dragon part is his Chinese heritage. So pretty cool, right, Joe? He deserves a spot in the, the Overwatch League. I mean, there you he, go, yeah. Well, and the name sounds familiar. I feel like he's probably played yeah. um, in the past, too. He's in Contenders. Um, there you go. He's in European Contenders. So, yes. I don't Actually, he hasn't been in European Contenders since the 2019 Season 1. But he's a streamer right now, actually. That's what it says on Liquipedia. He's a Samsung Morningstar streamer. So check out his stream, I guess. I don't know. Okay. Any other pre... I mean, Russia made it as well over Germany, which I think was the one group we were like, oh, it's a coin flip there. It could be either one. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think. Um, there was one... Uh, match pair that I know specifically people were complaining about and I figure or I forget which one it was but um, for the colors too because they, they actually did make an effort on the broadcast to like um, make unique colors uh, for the teams which is kind of cool you know like contenders just uses the sort of green and black skins or green and white skins um, and Overwatch League obviously have their own uh, painted color scheme skins but so did the country teams which was nice um all right but it, and like i said i forget what match it was but there was one match that it was all like exactly the same colors uh, which was interesting. it's like both teams were sort of reddish orange um and from what i saw of that that was pretty hard to watch but uh the effort's cool <laughs> um yeah and, and i guess the other thing to talk about the prelims is the uh, just sort of the, the conditions of the the playing in the stream uh, because apparently it was just like uh, they had you know whatever floor of the convention center or something set up uh, with like just black curtains in between all of the teams uh, and they would always they would all play and I don't know if you saw it was on Reddit or Twitter or something. Somebody posted a video of all of the casters casting at once. Uh, it was just like panning along you know, six pairs of casters all in a row, you know, like four feet or something between the desks, uh, casting all of these simultaneous matches. Uh, it's crazy. So, yeah, I don't know if it was, um, you know, maybe space ended up being an issue. Because, uh, like you said, they'd never done this sort of group stage. 
format before uh, mm-hmm. all live in California, so that that might have been part of it. But hopefully they'll they'll learn from that and make it a little bit smoother next year yeah. if they sort of take the same approach next year. Yeah. Um, it. I mean, overall, we could talk production, but yeah, overall, clear budget cuts for this year's World Cup. Um, because I think only on prelims, like the Uber Uber X combo is the only one that decided like it was up to the casters to like produce this basically uh, because it was because uh, I think Uber tweeted out like oh it was my decision to like give us a webcam basically like they were the only duo that you could actually see and had a camera because just because Uber decided like oh I just found a webcam and I'm gonna and I'm gonna do it like it was literally just the casters basically producing seems design. legit yeah yeah um yeah but i i did notice on the prelims that they were because once once we got to the next day they were actually doing home and away skins type thing but like the prelims were the one time they were just everybody was home skins basically so i was like this this is cool but eventually it's not going to work out (laughs) um so yeah which it it didn't for some matches uh, but Overwatch World Cup is actually the first event where we got um, custom skins in 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 spectatorship. I remember, um, and it was like the year right before Overwatch League started. They were like, "Hey, this is the new spectating system, and we've got jerseys and stuff, in-game jerseys." And I was like, "Oh, this is sweet." So, yeah, I think that's why they got the. It's not a contender situation because they basically got all these jerseys uploaded already, most of them probably um but yeah that was the prelims and those five teams made it and some of them actually performed really well um the next day which was the group stage and this was um immediately after the big overwatch 2 announcement which we'll talk about later but um so this was friday group group stages um this was also new usually at blizzcon there are no group stages there's no round robin Usually they just are in a bracket. They're in top eight, um, and then they they usually play like all the quarters or all the quarterfinals on day one, and then they would play semifinals and the finals and the third place match on day two. Um, that wasn't how it was this year, Joe. Uh, and I, it felt less hype to me specifically. Specifically, at the end of the day, when USA 3-0'd Korea, South Korea, because I was like, okay, we beat South Korea, but now we're going to have to beat them again, uh, which felt like if we only faced South Korea once this weekend, I thought I think it would have been a lot more hype when we did beat them, uh, because the first time we beat them, it was like, okay, well, now we got to beat them again. And then the second time we beat them, it was like, oh, but we already beat them. <laughs> so, yeah. so both times were like less hype because of it. But it was still cool to use. So, okay, we'll go through. Let's go through this day because there are some big surprises. At first, let's talk about teams that didn't do so well. And I think the most important one to talk about is Canada um, because they didn't win a match and they were... <laughs> Big fan favorites. They have made at least the third place game every World Cup. Um, I mean, the first match against Russia, they didn't have XQC, but there was no excuse past that because XQC was there the rest of the day, and they still lost every game. 
what is this just not the meta for them what what is that what happened to canada yeah and uh arguably in the the uh the weaker group too i, I think is probably fair to say that you know they were supposed to be one of the stronger teams in there um obviously china uh, this is sort of sitting number two um uh, uh, just based on like seeding, probably in Group B, even though they didn't seed teams. Uh, but uh, yeah, with Denmark and the Netherlands coming all the way up for the preliminaries, in uh, uh, Russia there too, we knew we would do. We knew would do well too. But um, but yeah, coming up and and not having very much success with the uh, the Tankichu, <laughs> like we said in the the first round when uh, uh, XQC was out. Um, but yeah, just in general, not uh, not uh, what people expected. I think it's definitely fair to say uh, uh, from Canada. And I know there's there's a little bit of explanation uh, that's come out from various people associated with the team that uh, uh, you know Canada didn't get much uh, in person practice time. Apparently, beyond uh, just a few days immediately before uh, the events. Uh, which is unfortunate, you know. Obviously, you want uh, you want a lot of that if you can. But these are also, uh, you know, lots of teams or lots of individual players that are, uh, you, you know, do have commitments to other teams. I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, agility is uh, sure for Mangachu now. All playing for Toronto. XQC uh, sort of been a, a side tank for Gladiators Legion, but uh, as we'll talk about, they just lost. Uh, I believe uh, their their uh, main tank this past week. So I, I don't know. Maybe maybe XQC will take a bigger role in that <laughs> team. But, uh, but but the point is that there's there's lots of uh, lots of players with other commitments. The players we know are good, uh, but you know they didn't have uh, apparently at the time to do a lot of the things that they normally would have, which is unfortunate. Uh, uh, but, but yeah, no, you're right. It's um, not uh, not the performance we expected from Canada. Um, and it, on the other side of that bracket, then of course China um, coming in with the you, you know we did expect them to do really well, and sure enough, they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, group re- group B was the less exciting, <laughs> less exciting group for sure, uh, especially with Canada performing so poorly, but. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was that they didn't get enough in-person practice. Um, I mean, yeah, I, 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 the meta didn't fit them. I, did you see XQC's tweets after after the event? He was uh, not pleased. No, he was not very. He wasn't very happy. <laughs> he wasn't very happy. And then he spent the next two BlizzCon nights getting absolutely trashed, according to his Twitter as well, uh, drinking a lot of alcohol. Um, very funny excuse uh but yeah it doesn't bode well for toronto defiant doesn't like seeing that (laughs) um their their players not performing too well but uh that'll be fine that'll be fine but yeah denmark and netherlands and china made it out of this group um and i think denmark denmark was like the sort of the 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 cinderella of this of this tournament, even though they couldn't make it out of the quarterfinals because they lost South Korea. Um, but Denmark, both Denmark and Netherlands, uh, pretty much the two that no one expected to be in the top six for sure. Uh, but Denmark looks super well. Denmark does have 
um, Overwatch League talent on it too. Shax, who I was super impressed with last season. I know I talked about it on this podcast before, but I thought Shax was was one of the one of the people that came out of nowhere for me and impressed me. He's on LA Valiant, and then Kellex, who um, is now on Toronto Defiant, was on Boston Uprising. We'll talk about that later. Uh, so they they had a couple a couple. Uh, um, Overwatch League talent on their team, but not not like too many. So they they came out, they surprised, um, they beat everybody in their group besides China, and they got stomped by China. So China just absolutely dominated this. They only dropped one map uh, to Netherlands, so they just dominated this group. And I, they didn't have any real competition until the <clears throat> until the next day. Um, but yeah, anything else about group B before we move on to the actual good group? Ah, <laughs> uh, no, I think we're, we're ready to do that. Okay. This is the actual good group, group A, <laughs> which I mean, the format was immediately scuffed when like one group was only getting two teams from the preliminaries and the, the other group and, and one of those two teams from the preliminaries was the best team from the prelims, in my opinion, the UK. Um, so they they already stuffed this this full. Apparently, UK wasn't that great, but um, they already stuffed this full with, with a nice little group of death, death there. Because I do think Sweden and UK possibly could have beat Denmark, Netherlands, um, and definitely would have beat Canada this weekend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, we start off the day, and uh, with some Korea USA wins. But then round two is when things got spicy, Joe, because Korea lost to France, um, and everyone was like, "Oh, what is happening?" <laughs> um, but yeah, Korea went two and two in groups, and that that loss to France was actually the first. Korean loss in World Cup history, Joe. Korea had never lost a game in the World Cup until that. What was what was up with Korea this this tournament? Do you have any clue? Like why not as good? Yeah, it's hard to say, honestly. I mean, you know, we expected uh, our our last uh, podcast. We said, you know, it's it's very likely that Korea. Um, sure enough, comes back and wins their what fourth in a row now, something ridiculous like that. Yeah. Um, uh, and you know they certainly got the talent for it. I think that's uh, that's not uh, up for debate. And sure enough, they did advance out of the the group stage. But still, uh, we certainly didn't expect them to go to go two and two in the group stage. Didn't expect them to. Uh, Excuse me. Didn't expect them to to lose to the United States in the semifinals, but um, it, it, you know, I don't know if it's a roster issue because we have uh, plenty of of good uh, Korean talent. You know, just just overflowing with uh, good Korean talent um, in the in the world. I mean, that's not really up for. Debate. So to have the flexibility is good, um, and I mean the. Uh, it's just, so my point being that I don't know if it was a roster thing. It might have been more. Uh, it might have been more practice thing. I don't know uh, much about the the situations about um, what kind of preparation they had or didn't have uh, for the World Cup. You know, it might be that uh, it just was. Pretty 
pretty low on these uh, all Overwatch League associated uh, people's priority, uh, particularly with um, you know all of the lack of support uh, that lots of people have gotten uh, uh, with the lack of support that, that lots of these teams have gotten. And I think it, it wouldn't um, it wouldn't be out of the question to say that you know maybe. Uh, maybe this wasn't a high priority for them, um, as it wasn't for other teams. Uh, but yeah, that being said, not what we expected at all uh, coming into that weekend. Yeah, uh, they looked not good. They looked not good at times, Joe. Um, specifically, one against France just didn't look like they were playing to win, <laughs> which is what you should be doing. So, I, I mean... Just a weird weekend. I can't put my finger on it either. Uh, the talent's there. The coaching's there. They got Krusty as their coach. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it was. I I mean, all the news came out came out after about how Krusty had to pay for a bunch of stuff um, because Blizzard wasn't providing any money or anything or any hotels or anything. Just like only only a flight. They would only pay for the flight which I don't know how many of these players even needed because most of them were already in LA from Overwatch League unless all unless all of them went back to Korea. Um, I'm not sure. But yeah, I, they, Blizzard was only paying for flights. They weren't paying for food. They weren't paying for hotels for anybody. Um, and they weren't even paying for the flights for Krusty or any of the coaches. It was players only. So it's just like a bunch of, a bunch of stuff came out after that seemed like this... And most of it was the South Korea team complaining about it. So it seemed like that affected them more than any other team to the point where they're like, why aren't we, we're the best team in this, in this tournament and we're not getting financial support at all. Blizzard, it doesn't seem like they even want us here. Um, they're not even helping us get here. They're not helping us be here. So, Which is not the attitude you want from your, you know, three-time defending yeah. uh champions <laughs> definitely not i mean i don't blame them at all they have probably the worst they have the worst world cup um statistically that they've ever had and finish result wise awfully and 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 they and crusty had to pay like twenty thousand dollars out of his own pocket for everybody so that's like a bad weekend <laughs> it's a very bad weekend yeah uh not fun for him probably uh not fun for the players either they probably felt a lot of pressure to perform well because crusty was paying for all this so yeah uh just a weird weird weekend for korea not a weird weekend for the u i mean i guess maybe it's weird because we usually don't dominate <laughs> um, but america USA 3 owing everybody. I mean, everybody, Joe. Um, the hype was here this year for the USA. And it was, I mean, it came down to a very close, a very close match between, even though it was 3 0, pretty close match against Korea, especially on Hollywood, I believe. They were tussling it out. That could have been easily been the one map US lost. Um, but yeah, after after they went four zero in the group stages, Joe, and went twelve twelve and zero, were you were you confident they were going to win it all, or were you like, ah, no, nah, they lose to Korea next tomorrow? Still, <laughs> I mean, you, you kind of get to that point, and it's really hard to bet against them. I mean, this is I'm thinking, uh, I remember 
uh, thinking a similar thing, you know, at the end of the Overwatch League season about <laughs> San Francisco Shock. I mean, if you, you go on a playoff run and you win, you know, whatever ridiculously large a number of, um, uh, of, of matches in a row and there's, there's, um, you, you sort of run out of options about what's, <laughs> what you, what you can expect other than, um, continued domination. That's, it's, you know, in, in lots of respects, that's what we got from the United States, which is cool. Uh, and again, they only played, you know, two matches in, uh, in the actual playoffs part, but, uh, with a, with a four and group stage and, um, whatever, I guess they didn't even play in a in preliminary. So yeah, four and the group stage and two matches in the semifinals or in the playoffs. And that's about all it took. Yep. That's all it took. All it took. They did not end up doing like a perfect tournament. They dropped one map to South Korea eventually, but um, they had a perfect group stage. Overall, um, I mean, I guess we can just merge this into 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 the actual playoff results. But um, over, let's just talk USA overall because they did win the whole thing. But what I'm looking at the rosters right now it's there are a couple changes in there but it's pretty similar instead of muma they're super and um they added Corey and k i mean the biggest difference was the dps because they added Corey and ksf who both had pretty significant playing time um switching switching off with uh with sinatra obviously there as well uh whereas last year they had zachary and hydration um one specifically, Zachary, is a big upgrade, in my opinion. Uh, KSF and Core. I mean, who? what was the big difference here? Was it just the confidence uh, of Sinatra as Super and Moth now that they've won a championship in Overwatch League? Was it, I mean, Raucous was even looking a lot better? It just, like, all clicked this year or something, Joe. What, what was the biggest difference? It did, yeah. And I don't know. Uh, it may well have been, yeah, just... Um having the exposure to success you know and that's uh obviously not the whole thing but it, it, it's a it's a big it's a big part of it for sure to know uh look we're coming in um you know particularly obviously sinatra and, and super and moth coming in uh, off of a really successful uh really successful season in the overwatch league in, in fact i think it was uh, I forget all the statistics, but there are people throwing around statistics about Moth that he's potentially like the winningest player in Overwatch, like ever or something. Wow. Um, or, or it was like the longest winning streak, or I, I forget what it was exactly. Uh, but it was Moth specifically, I remember. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, you have all of that, all of that success in the San Francisco Shock. You have. Um, a player like Corey, who had an amazing, you know, particularly stage four, um, obviously in the in the Overwatch League, um, to, to to be able to come in with Sinatra, uh, who's you know arguably the, I, I mean, there's it's really hard to say that these aren't um, the two best uh, American DPS players. I think uh, it's, it's it's pretty fair to say. Um, and and to be able to put that together is amazing like you said uh definitely an upgrade over over last year's line um space and super i'm trying to think uh, are they you know they still won't be playing together i feel like they have at some point in the past maybe it was World Cup again i don't know yeah i don't um, yeah maybe it was 
No, space. This is this is space's first year on the American team, actually. Or not spaces, uh, supers. Space was on it last supers. year. Space was on it last year, but but this is Mumo was on the team last year, not super. So this is super's first year. I don't know. For some reason, I, I associate them together in my head. But, uh, but, but yeah, play, playing super well um, together in the series. And then uh, Moth and Rockets, you know, uh, I, I believe, uh, I'm not sure, but I imagine um, in our, our pre, pre-World Cup analysis of Team USA, probably um, the concern I raised was with uh, the support line. But, but it's the same thing, really coming in uh, and yeah, just doing what they need to do. And I mean, uh, you know, it, did it uh, did it help that uh, France was the first team to give Korea a loss? I think probably. Uh, you know, if nothing else, that gives you the, the the confidence to know it can be done when you get down to the last round of the day. But uh, it'd be yeah, really cool to watch this team, um, and you know, makes you that much more excited for, um, for example, Washington Justice season three <laughs> when. Uh, when they're still looking to uh, make upgrades and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, God, Corey is just so good. Now, It just took him actually being allowed to play DPS to, to realize, oh, that guy's really good. Because um, the whole, the whole, before 222, he was like nothing. Nobody even knew this man. He was fine at Zara. Like, he was barely there. <laughs> and now. Now everyone's like, "Oh, that guy might be the best player in, in the Overwatch League." Wow, and yeah, he he really helped us win here in the World Cup. Like, it's crazy how how just him playing DPS changed a lot of stuff. Shouts to Rockus for honestly, like I going into this year, I was like, "This guy's not the right choice for um for for flex support," but he did super well actually. Like, I, he he outperformed what I expected. And yeah, space. I'm so excited for space on LA Gladiators after this. It looked amazing. Everybody just looked amazing. And this was also the first time we got to see Super like in this meta, basically, because he did not play for the shock at all um, in this meta. So this was actually the first time we got to see him. And he did pretty well, actually. So uh, that was also fun. Yeah. Uh, but if you didn't know, uh, US won the World Cup. They did. <laughs> Um, they yeah uh, they beat korea 3-1 the crowd went insane it was probably a bigger win than them actually winning the whole thing uh <laughs> when they beat china 3-0 so yeah um which i i honestly once they beat korea i was like yeah china's not as good as korea the talent on china is just not as good um so i think us will win this one and they did they 3-0'd them um any, I mean, anything else we should talk about? I, it was, I guess maybe, I guess maybe how this year kind of was just worse <laughs> overall, probably the worst World Cup production wise. Yeah. Well, and even, you know, we talked um, on our last show talking about um, even just the announcements about when things were happening um, in, in where we could watch the stream, you know, that was like a, a, a Wednesday night thing or something that they put out. Um, all, all that information, and yeah. So I don't know. Um, uh, you, you, you could you could argue, oh, that was for trying to make it uh, less 
uh, to, to draw less attention to BlizzCon because they were afraid of, of you know, what kind of backlash they might get at the events and all this kind of stuff. But, uh, but yeah, just in general, I, I think, yeah, it, it didn't seem, and I mean, it, it shouldn't necessarily be, but it didn't seem to be their uh, primary focus, I think is definitely fair to say. Uh, I, and it showed for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, budget, budget cuts, everything worse i mean you could literally in the group stages see the casters literally were the production as i said earlier because they had like a little stream deck with them and were they were literally controlling the graphics and stuff and the scenes and i was like that's not their job don't make them do that but obviously they had no one else to do it um especially with four different streams going on at once um they definitely just didn't have enough personnel running that stuff um but yeah, it's clearly, we'll see if they boost, I mean, World Cup, maybe if they're, if they're going to have budget cuts, it feels like, Joe, that this maybe eventually moves to something that's every other year, maybe then eventually getting to something um, like, like the actual World Cup in soccer is every four years. Maybe eventually they do that instead, but I don't I feel at this point, at this year, it seemed like they did the World Cup just because they were like, well, we need something at BlizzCon, um, which sucks. That's not how I want it to be. Yeah. Um, just do something else. At, like, if you're going to do something like, if you're going to just make the World Cup much worse than it usually is, just... Just do some other competition or some do like contenders gauntlet there one year or something. I don't know. Um, Cause this was, this was not the world cup. I, I knew and loved Joe. I missed it. Yeah. And number four is a charm or something. Yeah. That's how that goes. Right. Well, yeah. Um, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens next year. US for now, USA is the best country in the world at overwatch and that's all that matters usa baby usa all right <laughs> that's the way to do it yeah uh anything else to say about the world cup before i move it to player stuff um uh sinatra got mvp did we oh, say yeah. that sinatra got mvp team mobile mvp to sinatra congrats to him because he's ridiculous yeah um <laughs> yeah arguably the best player in the world uh and he got yeah he's the season mvp overwatch league and now he gets this so he's he's an mvp in my heart sinatra you are okay um yeah good good stuff go usa uh players so guangzhou charge made some announcements um and guangzhou charge is one of those teams that that uh, that we haven't got much from until now, where they have announced that a lot of people are staying on their team. Uh, Nero, Eileen, Shu, uh, and Happy. Um, <laughs> the way this is formatted on the on the rundown made me think. Nero, Eileen, Shu are happy to remain with Guangzhou Charge, um, but no, Happy's a player. That <laughs> they are. It's true. <laughs> I mean, presumably they are happy. It's hard to yeah, say. We don't know. Um, they, they, you, you would hope they are happy. They could be forced to be here. And then, 
<laughs> Nero, Shu, Eileen have no choice but to remain with Guangzhou yes. Charge. <laughs> uh, but yeah, good, good players to keep, in my opinion. Um, yeah, Nero, Nero's the probably the most interesting one uh, because, as we know from last year, Nero's the only American player on this team. But I guess Guangzhou Charge saw America win the World Cup, and they were like, "Well, we got to keep an American." Um, they're the best. <laughs> well, and he was good too. Yeah, he was good. Uh, I'm not <laughs> saying he was bad. There, there, I'm not saying he was bad. There is that. <laughs> not saying he's bad. Sorry, Nero. Um, I just think it's interesting <laughs> that he's the only. This, this is a mostly Korean roster, but everyone's going mixed. Everyone's going mixed rosters, which is which is great. I like mixed rosters. Don't limit yourself. Um, it's true. And the other notable thing. Um, is that they've got uh, 11 people on this roster now that they have not um, dropped or changed around or anything uh, other than Kib. Uh, <laughs> or wait, no. No, Kib was with Philly. So yeah, no, it, it's 11 people on this roster, uh, four support, four tanks, three DPS. Um, so for all we know, they could just be done. Yeah. Um, I think they have to announce... Thanks for Fraggy and Bishu, though, right? Because they are they unless they did announce that they're staying, but I because they did say, I think those two are like free agents or are still free agents are looking for maybe teams. so. Uh, I, I, yeah, because they they haven't announced anything yet. So usually on Wikipedia they uh, put them on like a, a separate page, but no, I think you're right. They haven't confirmed those two yet. Yeah, Wikipedia is. I found Liquid to be pretty inconsistent with it, which is annoying. I would like them to like point out, hey, these people are looking for other teams because they were, uh, for sure. I remember those two at least, but I don't remember if anybody else was. Uh, but yeah, good keeps for Guangzhou Charge. I mean, they they their season was pretty good. Um, so, and those those players were, I mean, Happy is obviously their most hyped up player, and may, hopefully he'll get some more Widowmaker time this year. Um, so, yeah, good players. I love Eileen, love Shu. So, no complaints from me. I had no bad choices by the Guangzhou chart so far. So, all right. Um, Neko has left Toronto. God, so much Toronto news, Joe. Toronto is, they love news. <laughs> It's true. I mean, again, you gotta assume that that means they're sort of kind of done. But then again, they also only have an eight-person roster right now, so yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah, with only one tank. Mm-hmm. Classic. <laughs> I I usually go for the one tank support as well, or tank strategy as well. Um, that's what Canada did in the first game of the World Cup. Didn't work out for them, but yeah, uh, <laughs> we'll see if Toronto copies it. Yeah, but Neko Neko left, um, and I guess I should Neko left, and then uh, finally we got the, the news about Sherfor. He has joined Toronto, uh, f- of course, former LA Gladiator, and then uh, this one was less rumored about uh, because it happened very quickly. I feel like I feel like one day they were like, "Oh, Kellex is looking for somewhere to go," and then it was like, "He's going here." Uh, Kellex is going to Toronto, uh, so I think. I think now all of the original Boston season one Boston Uprising team is is gone from Boston Uprising now that Kellex has left. Yeah, I think Kellex might have been the last one. I think you're right. Yeah, which I mean, that's that's what I expect from Boston. Um, new team every year, basically, because they 
they have something that most esports orgs don't have, and that's a, a general manager and an owner that want like a boot, basically just like a like an army sergeant, <laughs> just just a, a hardcore team, hardcore work environment, which is what the their football team, the New England Patriots, is known for in the NFL. So, I thought you, I thought you were going to say money. Money, yes. <laughs> they have one thing that that esports orgs don't have, which is money. <laughs> but no, they don't have money, Joe. <laughs> well, they have money, they just don't want to spend it. They're like, let's let's yeah. try to let's moneyball it. Even though we we are pretty rich people and we own the New England Patriots, the most winning team in the two thousands. Um, let's just not give any money to to Huck and see what he does. <laughs> um, which I mean. Last year, not too good, but the first year, pretty impressive. Um, because you gotta, you gotta imagine the first year, um, Huck, Huck actually had Krusty as his coach. That's pretty impressive. Um, he had, he had a lot of people who ended up being really good in this league and they all just left. <laughs> so that, that part's kind of sad, but Huck did bring in a bunch of very good people to his org. So also impressive. But let's talk about Toronto. I'm I'm just kind of sick of talking about Toronto, so that's why I'm avoiding it. <laughs> because Toronto has been making moves, and you gotta, I mean, Neko gone, which it's I don't think that's that big of a of of a hurt for them. I don't think they're crying over it because they've been they've been picking up people like crazy, especially after got they got Kareev uh, already. They don't need Neko anymore. They got Kareev. They don't care. Um, yeah, Agilities, sure four, um, and Mangachu and Logics are now their DPS line. Let's talk DPS first, Joe. Um, yeah, what do you what do you think of this line? This is pretty good, right? Yeah, I mean, it has the potential to be like one of the best DPS lines in the league. I think it is fair to say. Um, and I don't want to, uh, you know, j- jump the gun too much yet, but. Uh, <laughs> but I, I mean, you know, agility isn't sure for. Uh, we, we've seen him on Team Canada, obviously not super great uh, <laughs> this this season, but or this uh, this World Cup. But uh, throwing Mangachu in the in the mix there, obviously from uh, from World Cup two and Logics again, uh, returning from last year's Toronto. I don't know exactly um, what kind of role he may or may not play. Um, on this this season three Toronto, just because of the flexibility you, you have in your your Canadian DPS already, um, uh, but, but you you know they may end up um, working some kind of fancy something out, uh, some kind of rotation. Um, uh, Kariv is awesome, obviously on the support line. Um, Kellex is is pretty solid too. I think it's a really good addition to complement. Um, and it, I can I can never remember anymore which is main support and which is off support, because uh, it's it's a, it's a it's a very uh, vague role, but uh, to, to complement on the other support role, uh, the the Mercy Moira type role, um, and uh, Beast uh, obviously former Beast Halo uh, is the only tank player they have signed currently. Um, we we know he's good, we don't know how good really at all, and so that's going to be interest, interesting to see. Um, where that kind of goes, but, um, but, but yeah, it, uh, Toronto's still not done, so we, we can expect to see more, uh, more Toronto news. 
uh, coming for sure. But it's it's looking pretty nice, honestly. Yeah, I agree. I, and this is like this this has to be a fan favorite team at this point because they've picked up just every fan favorite player. Like Sherfor has tons of fans. Agilities even does, even though he's a little more low key. Mangachu and Logics are loved by fans, and Kareev after his performance in the last couple stages lots of fans now like they just basically picked up a fan favorite team that everyone is gonna love um it just it we'll just see if they could perform uh i think agilities and sure four should help out a lot i think kareev is definitely the best player on this team um and we'll see how logics and mangachu can do because they were obviously a part of this team when uh it was really bad at the end of the season so uh and calyx is a super consistent support too uh, we'll see how their tank line is because tanks are actually very important, so especially right now when they're very OP um, and Sigma Arisa. We don't know how it's going to be once the season come, starts, but um, they're still very important. They're usually pretty important. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Toronto Divine, impressive. Look out for them. They're definitely going to be a lot. I can tell you what. They're definitely going to be better than last year. Um, they definitely will be. Uh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll get uh, uh, Toronto season two, stage one coming back, yeah. Uh, possibly, and I'm excited. I mean, we've we've already got one really good Canadian team if both of them are good, and that'll be that'll be fun. Uh, but apparently, the uh, when Toronto and Vancouver because they are in different conferences, so they only play once, and apparently, when they play, it's in like Paris or something random, it's like. <laughs> It's not in Canada, and everyone was mad. They were like, you got to make it in Canada. Why would you make it in Canada? Yeah. Um, I don't know if this was on the rundown, but there was also LA Valiant had like a little video about leaks or something where they announced players being signed. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, I never uh, pulled out actually the names of those players, but uh, I know the main tank for... Uh, uh, Sydney Drop Bears it was was on that list. Dreamer. I remember that off the top of my head. Dreamer, yeah. So I got them here. Dreamer, Apply, Slur, and Lastro. Um, of course, Apply. I think Apply is the only one that was in Overwatch League. He's on Florida. Um, so yeah, the if you haven't seen the video, LA Valiant did like because it's all about leaks this off season and people leaking stuff. So they did a video where um, Custa is fake leaks these four names basically very creative funny way to do it um the announcements the players announced a little underwhelming a little underwhelming um that was the only part of the video that was like okay this is fine um yeah and they announced the way they announced it you know they said you know this is the the announcement of the the 2020 roster so they could be done um sitting at their nine player roster right now interesting um i think that was the that's also a very underwhelming part because they did they did come out and say i mean they have uh, they still have some very impressive players on this team even though they did lose crave and agilities and space yeah a lot of they lost a lot of people um <laughs> so i think it was just less we'll see how they do they still got impressive players on their team uh, it was very funny after their whole tweet that we talked about on this on this show where they were like we're not broke and we were, we're fine and then they 
they they come out with some very budget signings <laughs> that make me think they are broke. Um, <laughs> so we'll see we'll see how they perform. They still I mean they still have to pay Custa and KSF and all these really good players. So they've got they've got fact fiction and Shacks, of course. I don't know how much they're paying Shacks though, because he's he's a young when they signed him, he was a young, not known player. So it's true. Yeah. So far, LA Valiant unimpressed me this offseason. And if this is it, I'm still unimpressed. Um, yeah. Anything to add to that? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, like I said, it's uh, they might end up being done. So we'll have to see what to do with uh, with this roster. But uh, it's, it's going to be interesting. You, you know, obviously trying to dispel the the language of you know going full budget this year but uh we, we have uh what may easily end up being the budget la valiant so it's just a matter of seeing what it looks like yeah um maybe one of these guys pays off we'll see next up uh big transfer uh which also was rumored gamsu to dallas so dallas lost their main tank og who uh didn't really like the environment, didn't like the coaching, and moved to the LA Gladiators. But uh, the Dallas Fuel have gotten a very good replacement for that man, and his name is Gamsu, who, of course, if you don't know, was on Shanghai Dragons last year, Boston Uprising the first year. He has a history in like League of Legends. He's been in esports for a very long time. And uh, he has a very cool doggo, and now he's going to be in Dallas this year. Uh, thoughts on this one, Joe? Uh, I mean, it's a really good choice, I think. I mean, particularly um, uh, pairing him with his former teammate, Note. Um, obviously, uh, that's uh, Boston Season 1 tank line uh, now reunited on the Dallas Fuel. Uh, so that's super cool. And then uh, Trill and Mickey um, are, are there as well um, to have a, a four-man tank line. Um and that's the only only change from from Boston this uh, excuse me this past week, um, but they still do have uh, decay obviously added from the gladiators uh, on the DPS line to round out the rest of their roster, which is super cool. Um, that's um, uh, the the only other roster change that they've had even um, from this past year is uh, OGE to the gladiators basically. Uh, it is, so not tons of changes so far, uh, but the changes that they've had have been really, really good, I think. Yeah, I think they lost. OG was, I think, the best player on Dallas Fuel, but their replacements for it. I mean, Gamsu's a step down, but not that big of a step down. And Decay is a fantastic, like Decay is easily their best DPS player. So, um, I mean, that's not saying much because I think their DPS line is pretty bad but um he's still leagues better than than most of the make hams good but taimu is obviously a little washed up zach zach is a lot worse than we all thought so um i think decay was probably a fantastic pickup in gamps who's not not too shabby a replacement for og honestly so yeah good stuff in the off season so far they they i mean i just i mean they have most of this team re-signed which kind of stinks because I think most of this team is just there because of legacy, uh, specifically Taimu and um, honestly a little bit 
a little bit, a little bit, I know people would hate me for saying this, but a little bit Mickey. I think Mickey's kind of just there because it's like he's Mickey and everyone will get really upset at the Dallas fuel if they drop him um, because he's such a nice, cheerful, amazing guy. But I don't know if they'll ever play him again. That's the thing, Joe. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've said that too. It's okay. Yeah, good. I, I, I don't want people. <laughs> You're not the only one. I, I don't want people to get to 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 be upset at me. Mickey's a Mickey's one of my favorite players in the Overwatch League, even though we haven't seen. I mean, he was even he was great at Diva. He was like one of the first best Divas. He was also one of the first best Briggs. Um, but they completely they said Zach's a better Brig. Well, Mickey's not good. Get him out of here. He was he was amazing at Brig Stage Four Season One. Um. But they gave up on that very quickly. So, yeah, we'll we'll see if they play Mickey this year. <laughs> Doubt it. But yeah, so far so good off season for Dallas Fuel. Even though they lost probably their best player, they still they kept note. They got note Gam soon out. This is this everything's all good. Yeah, and it might be one of those things where Mickey's still like super valuable to them as like a a scrim training sort of person for their other tank players too. Yeah. Um, oh, and team morale too. He was he's almost always been there as like a team morale guy too. Like he just makes everybody happy, basically, which is yeah. something the Dallas Fuel have needed a lot in their history uh, because they've had a lot of struggles. And Mickey's Mickey's been there to cheer them up every single time. Uh, what else we got? Soul dropped uh, Jexy. Uh, this continues. The cleaning out of Seoul, kind of. Um, they're doing some spring cleaning, some fall cleaning, I guess. Um, and sort of sort of wiping away some of their old roster here. Jexy is next. Um, uh, so, I mean, I, most of it hasn't been officially announced, but there's a lot of, play, like, Toby, Ryu, Jaehong. There's a lot of players that we know are on the way out, so... Uh, because they did pick up profit and gesture, and that was probably most of their money for the off season um, going to those two. So they've got a they've got to let go of a lot of players here. Uh, so we'll it's we'll true. see more here. Uh, I guess I hadn't heard much about Jexy. They did pick up a support player called Creative, so maybe that makes sense. Um, but yeah, they, we'll see some more cleaning I, I imagine so i imagine soul's biggest pickups have already happened and now it's just about the unfortunate departure of a lot of the original players on this team so we'll be waiting to see where they go yeah that that sounds uh accurate to me yeah um and i don't even know the leaks joe but i just know it's gonna happen um atlanta we haven't talked about atlanta much this off season um, and I think it's because the, the most of their pickups are going to come from their academy team, which is their biggest asset at this point. Uh, and our news this week is, is from that uh, because they now have Hawk and Gator. Hawk um, was complete Atlanta Academy, but Gator actually was on a two-way and we got to see him in Overwatch League for a bit. So... I mean, Atlanta Academy, one of the best contender teams in the world. So this was obviously happening. They were going to get some players from there that were of age to play on their team now. And yeah, good, <laughs> good pickups. Um, anything else <laughs> to say about it? I mean, we're probably going to see, uh, I can only assume we're probably going to see the departure of 
uh, a tank player or two uh, off of this Atlanta roster right now. They're sitting at uh, five uh, players who are, are tank mains on their roster. Dako, Gator, Pogpo, uh, Fried, I guess, and Hawk. Um, so you know, maybe they're, they're trying to change some things up there, potentially. But yeah, I mean, um, Gator's got a really long history in Overwatch, but yeah, most recently with Atlanta Academy. Um, I forget how they did at the Gauntlet, but uh, pretty well. I think second or uh, third, I can't remember. Second or yeah. third. Uh, but yeah, so and so that's still definitely uh, on the the in the process of happening just gonna see what happens with Atlanta. yeah um my guess is they switch to gator hawk as their tank line and poke poke daco are out um I, I don't see why they wouldn't do that gator and hawk are pretty i mean they were all the news that the entire season was like atlanta academy's beating overwatch league teams and scrims so i imagine they're 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 transitioning into getting these Atlanta Academy players to become their roster at this point, which is fine. They, I mean, their team did super well without these Atlanta Academy players too. So either way, it's fine. Um, all right. So lots of Shanghai stuff. Jeez, lots of players on this list. <laughs> um, so these are are these rumor? These are all rumored by uh, Halo. Uh, by Halo, yeah. Yeah, so we could we could talk about it or not, but I threw it up yeah. on there. Um, Halo thoughts, of course. Follow him on Twitter. Lots of rumors coming from him, um, and he. I feel like he more willingly posts rumors when they're less, they're like less confirmed than usual. You got like the Wolf Bomb, Jacob Wolf Bombs, and all that stuff, but the, he only posts when he knows it's going to happen. I think Halo thoughts is like I'm just going to throw out all this stuff I'm hearing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he, apparently he's heard that Shanghai Dragons are going to sign Lee J. Gaunt, Stan One, Lip, Fleta, and Void. Um, so there's one of those Soul Dynasty guys, Fleta. Uh, and we were all talking about, oh, <laughs> we we're all talking about, oh, Fleta Prophet. That's an insane DPS line. Um, but I, I think a lot of us didn't realize, oh, Fleta might just leave. Um, yeah. Also notably there, Lee J. Gone, uh, uh currently on the runaway roster. Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Playing support, so that's kind of cool. Uh, Void, I don't know if he's currently on a team or not, but obviously former LA Gladiators. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fun stuff like that. So Void was Void was the LA Gladiators guy that was like, I'm leaving. And that was like a while ago. That was like a, more than a month ago at this point, but he's finally finding a place apparently. Uh, Lee Jae Gong is is big news for Runaway in general because it, there were rumors of like, okay, are they going to be signed as a whole team? People thought Florida maybe was going to sign them as a whole team or are they going to sign individually? Because obviously last year's Runaway signed to the Vancouver Titans as a full team. It doesn't seem like that's going to happen if this rumor is true uh, because they only have two support players with Lee Jae Gong and, and Gang, Gangnam Jim. Um so their support line would would not be full. Um, and I think the rumors were very early, and then it kind of transitioned to, oh, Florida's going to sign them, and now probably not because they're getting other offers and they, they like them better. Um, so that's big news from the runway camp. I know nothing about stand one and lip. Do you know anything? <laughs> uh, no. 
looking them up. Stan won on Gladiator's Legion. I actually should know about him because I'm a Gladiator's fan, right? Um, Stan won. He's He's been in here for a while. He was on Team Envy, Energy Esports, um, Foxes. So he's been in mostly NA Contenders. And then Lip, 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 Lip was on Blossom. Has been on Blossom for a very long time, actually. Two years, almost. Or, yeah, one and a half years. So, he's been a Blossom man who's in uh, Contenders Korea. So, yeah. Um, five new players for the Shanghai Dragons. And so far, the news out of Shanghai has basically just been... They lost Gamsu. Um, and then they also... Uh, Young Jin retired and lost. Uh, yeah, Young Jin retired. So there hasn't been much news out of the Dragons this year. So like five player signings is huge because their roster is at eight right now, which means a lot of people would be heading on out if if all these are true. So we'll see. It's true. Uh, last last player news, which is my favorite player news because I'm a Gladiators fan. But we got our first first Gladiators DPS signing because they have lost all of their DPS players and they need more. And it's Bird Ring out of the London Spitfire, of course, uh, which, in my opinion, is a great one. Great signing, even though Bird Ring wasn't too consistent last year on the London Spitfire. Um, year one, obviously, he was one of the best players in the league alongside Profit. And yeah, this is good. This is good. A good signing. Um, do you, I mean, do you think, do you like this situation more than London for him, Joe? Do you think he's going to do, pick it back up this, this season? Um, do you think it was worth it? Uh, I mean, you know, Bird Ring, um, obviously he's super strong season one, arguably his, um, I'm trying to remember, I think it was his Zarya that he was playing for London. Uh, it wasn't, uh, who wasn't at the level of uh, some of the other players there on the roster, um, but you you know as a as a DPS player, he's still really good, uh, and yeah, I'm glad to see him uh, picked up on a team. I, I mean, I know we saw, uh, or we sort of assumed that he would uh, find somewhere else uh, to be, and so it's, it's good that he has. Yeah, I, I uh, there's I don't think he's uh, uh, he's definitely not done with the league. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, excited to see who the, who his, his, his partner crime is going to be on the DPS line here, uh, or if they get two more excited to see it because so far, it's uh, so far, so great F- five for five on their starting lineup. If you ask me, Joe, liking this team a lot, I think it's looking like an improvement from last year. Um, good, which is crazy with how many people they've lost. Um, so yeah. good off season for the gladiators. Let's move. That was it for player stuff. Let's move into two huge things. Jeez, we're an hour in. We haven't even gone to Overwatch 2, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be good. But yeah, we got uh, a patch for... This is an Overwatch 2 news. Sorry, guys. But we have a patch for the normal Overwatch, which almost is, for most people, I think, better news than Overwatch 2 because they just want want the normal game to be fixed before Overwatch 2 comes out. Most people do. Uh, but yeah, there's not too many changes on here, but Joe, you're the patch man. Do you want to go, go through them? Let's go for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. No, uh, not very many few changes and only one balance change. 
Uh, but this is the patch 1.42 that we saw on the PTR um, a while back. So we have high precision mouse input now. Uh, that we don't know what that means really, but you can use your mouse's native polling rate when determining exactly determining exactly where to shoot. Uh, so that's something. Uh, I'll skip the comp for a second. Uh, workshop changes, bug fixes, um, uh, Maze Ice Wall, Baptiste Immortality Field, and Sigma's Gravitic Flux will now more heavily prefer edges over placing as far away as possible. Uh, we talked about that a little bit. That uh, just helps with uh, aiming a little bit more, which is nice. Uh, and then, actually, I, I, I stand corrected, two uh, sneak balance changes that were not on the PTR patch, but have been moved straight to live. Uh, Torb's Molten Core is now 10% cheaper, 10% uh, less ultimate charge needed, and Baptiste's um, um, primary fire, and I think it's... Uh, well, I guess it doesn't specify. Because uh, it says Biotic Launcher, and so when I read that first, I thought that meant his right-click grenades, but I think it makes more sense to say that all three of these changes affect his left-click um, actual gun. Um, that the recovery time has been decreased from 0.45 to 0.36 seconds. Uh, the random spread has been removed, so I guess it's all super precise now. Um, and damage falloff now begins at 25 meters, up from 20. Uh, so really relatively significant uh, buff for Baptiste's primary fire, which is kind of cool if you're a Baptiste player, I guess. Um, you still probably build uh, amplification matrix even faster than you already do. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's something, and that's on live right now. Yeah, and I think I think the Halloween event is over too. Mm -hmm. If we haven't said that explicitly, yes, it is. Uh, but then, yeah. So, uh, but then the competitive play changes. So if you're following competitive, uh, we're in season eighteen. Um, actually, until for for two more hours, as of <laughs> the time that we're recording this, we are in season eighteen, um, starting at one p.m. Eastern on. Uh, November 7th, Season 19 will start, um, and that'll now start on the first Thursday of the month. Um, uh, first Thursday of every other month is when every subsequent new season will start. Um, and now there'll be a rotating seasonal map pool to competitive play, starting with Season 19. Again, that's the one that starts today. Uh, 12 maps, 3 of each game mode. Um, and you'll see rotations in future competitive pools. So basically for two months, you'll only see 12 maps in competitive. Uh, those maps are very quickly Hanamura, Anubis, and Volskaya for your 2CP maps. Uh, hybrid maps are Hollywood, Kings Row, and Eichenwald, which on the patch notes, they left out the <laughs> E at the end of it. Uh, your control maps are Nepal, Lijiang Tower, and Busan, and Escort is Dorado, uh, Gibraltar, and Havana. Um... So only 12 maps, uh, no Numbani, uh, Numbani is gone again, uh, no Paris, no Horizon. Uh, I'm not going to list all of the maps that aren't on the list. How many maps but, total are there? Uh, I, th I think there's five of each, uh, or maybe six of one kind, okay. uh, but there's at least there's at least five of each, so there's at least 20 yeah, maps. Gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah, that's, that's cool. There are a lot of maps. Um, so it made you mad when when you got Paris twice in a row, and you're like, "How? There's so many maps, and I'm on Paris." But everyone everyone was super excited because they were like, "Paris being deleted from competitive," and then Jeff was like, "Just for this season, uh, yeah, just for two yeah. months, November and December. It's your your Christmas gift 
no Paris, no Horizon. Mm-hmm. Fun stuff like yep. that. Everyone, everyone hates those maps, so <laughs> they're very happy to see them gone. But they will be back. Sorry, guys. Um, and you can still play them in quick play. Uh, it's yeah. true. This, I mean, this was a. Uh, I expect. I honestly expected this to happen eventually once there are too many maps, and it happens obviously in Overwatch League uh, because there are so many maps. But yeah, this is this is expected, and they're adding. We'll talk about it with Overwatch too, but they're adding a lot of maps to that game. I don't know if they'll take any out, but geez, uh, maps. Yeah, that would be kind of cool actually. Uh, if uh, starting Overwatch League season three, if like the map pool changed with the competitive map pool. Mm. The, 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 that ooh, that would actually be interesting because then you could uh, that, could, that would be another good argument for keeping them on the live patch too. Is then you could say, uh, yeah, whenever there's a live whenever there's a live patch, that's when we'll uh, change the patch for Overwatch League, and whenever the competitive pool changes, that's when we'll um, change the map pool for Overwatch yeah, League. Yeah, that'd be nice actually. Because um, I don't know when they're going to change the map. We don't know when things are going to be changed since there's no stage structure this year. Um, so yeah. that'll be, I'll be interested in hearing what the, when they're going to do all that stuff. If it's just going to be like split into two halves kind of, since they have that mid season tournament they announced, um, which I guess, I guess we'll talk about next week because this is such a jet pack show, but they did announce some specifics about overwatch league next year. Um, I forgot about that too, but yeah, I mean, they're not that big. They're not that big of changes, but it was just like some mid-season stu- announcement stuff. And oh yeah, there is one big change that they're getting rid of. That it's just now first to three. Like they're if someone wins three maps, they don't have to play the fourth, which is a great change. Um, but we'll talk about that next week uh, because Overwatch Two was announced, Joe. I don't know if you heard. <laughs> it was. It's yeah, true. and there's a lot of controversy around it which sucks because okay i mean jeff comes out onto the stage after like this whole recap video plays which already had me in tears i was like oh yeah i remember all this stuff and it's amazing and then jeff comes out and he's like fuck fuck you leakers um it can't it's amazing and also i we definitely should have just um, included this article. Of, sorry, still talking about the 2020 Overwatch League season. Because they do explicitly say the map pools. Uh, there's four different map pools during the season. Uh, all control maps with three of each map type um, beyond that. Um, plus a map pool for the postseason. Mm. Um, and there will be a delayed rollout of the patches. Okay. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't specify what the delay is but some sort of delayed rollout um but they will try to stay at least with uh to pace with uh with the patches very interesting so they're just going they're like yeah format pools again plus playoffs okay sounds good uh i'm down i'm totally down just depends when we'll see um i imagine they'll just do it like at, at each quarter of the season again even though there's no stages um yeah cool overwatch 2 um <laughs> jeff announced it he was mad he was super mad at slasher come on slasher why are you leaking things <laughs> um super upset it was just <laughs> yeah it came out 
came out and said, you know, I uh, I, I seem to think, or I I, I, uh, I seem to have forgotten what I wanted to say, but I have this sneaking suspicion that you could all tell me what I was going to say anyway. <laughs> Very funny. Um, I can imagine being mad at that. Like, if I had done this and created, like, some cool videos to show everybody on what I've been working, I would be kind of mad if people leaked it. I would be like, come on. Come on. I, I worked hard on this. Um, but, yeah, and it kind of... It kind of did feel like it. The leaks kind of did ruin it, but we could talk about that another time, I guess. But uh, yeah, amazing recap movie. What I talked about earlier, cried during that, and then they were like, "Oh, let me just." Jeff was like, "Let me show you what we've been working on," and it was uh, next. What played was a new cinematic, um, which introduced Overwatch two. Um, it started with an old cinematic that was just yeah. like all of the other cinematics that had already happened. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was uh, disappointed, but it got better. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Joe. That was just a, that was a little recap to remind you what was happening. It was like it was like previously yeah. on Overwatch. It was like one of those. Uh, <laughs> yeah, th- I think the the name of it was like the story so yeah, far, yeah. or something. Because yeah, they wanted to remind everyone, hey, like everyone's come, getting the game back together. Winston's getting the gang back together, and then there was the cinematic of the gang finally getting back together. It's been what has it been like three years or some where I've been like, why isn't the gang back together? And they're like, the gang's back together. Um, and it yeah, happened. it happened. It was like Avengers style, basically in the middle of this thing where everyone was like showing up. Genji showed up. Echo even showed up who we barely know anything about, but showed up. And even when she showed up, it was funny. Um, yeah, just over. It was a very cool cinematic. Thought May might have died at one point. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but she, she didn't did. die. Don't worry, they didn't kill May. Um, everyone was in new, new, new wear. Genji has a hoodie. Everybody was, everybody was there, and I teared up, and I was like, "Wow, amazing!" Is Overwatch is Overwatch back? Yeah. And then Winston sort of looks around. And he's just like. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Because, <laughs> because that's that's my Winston Very impression. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a great cinematic. Go watch it. I mean, every Overwatch, the the whole beginning of this little thing reminded me. Oh yeah, the Overwatch cinematics kick ass, and because they basically showed us every single one in the previous thing, and then they were like, "Here's a new one," and it's it introduced us to Overwatch two. And Jeff came out and he's like, "Oh." I could explain this to you, but let, let me just play a vid, another video. Um, and it basically went through the whole Overwatch 2 spiel of like, of hey, this is a PvE expansion, and we've updated some graphics, and people are wearing new stuff, and Genji has a hoodie. And we're adding a game mode called Push to the competitive the PvP side of things. And the robot is hilarious, by the way. The push robot is amazing and cute and says hilarious lines. Um, and we're adding a bunch of maps and we're adding several new heroes. Um, and then Jeff had to like basically get real explainy because it is kind of confusing as to exactly what this is, Joe. But um, I'm, I'm going to challenge you, Joe, right now to try to explain what it is, what Overwatch 2 exactly is in the best way you can, because everyone was confused. Yeah, just try to condense all of the things. So, uh, uh, and I'll probably use words that Jeff didn't uh, for whatever legal business PR reasons, but 
Yeah, so Overwatch 2 appears to be um, some kind of expansion DLC type thing to Overwatch. It's going to include um, reskins for a bunch of characters. Uh, I think all of the characters get a, a new um, sort of default skin, uh, new UI, uh, new game engine. So that's kind of cool. Um, that'll be it'll be accessible when you um, when you log into Overwatch collectively the game. Uh, new heroes, uh, Echo and Sojourn, have been confirmed uh, for sure. Plus, obviously, more. I think there were. Just from, uh, just to interrupt you real quick. I think there were four, four other ones in development. Four heroes besides Sojourn and, and Echo. So, there you go. So that makes it takes it up to like thirty six or thirty seven, mm-hmm. which is significant. Uh, a new game mode, which is which is called Push, uh, successfully in quick play and competitive, and eventually the Overwatch League. Um, which there's like a robot trying to push a payload for you essentially, except it goes in two directions. And so you have to like turn around and it's basically hybrid, except both teams have a payload and it's the same payload um, is the impression that I'm getting, or basically uh, escort. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, but that'll be accessible when you log into overwatch, which again, it sounds like is just going to be one game client. Um, that'll include all of these things uh, all of these things so we got four new maps as well um it might be one of those things where it's at least four or maybe they have four finished and they're working on more uh toronto monte carlo rio de janeiro and gothenburg um which i don't know if all of those are push maps or not they might all I be think push just maps toronto. based to off go- screenshots just toronto i was because they have screenshots on the website and i believe gothenburg was uh assault map and oh yeah no yeah. i think you're right um but they did announce that there will be several other push maps besides toronto and at least one at least one for other for the other game modes so yeah um and then the overwatch 2 part of it um which again it sounds like it's going to be a DLC type structure um, so that you pay whatever extra costs we don't know what it is yet um, to have access to these uh, quote-unquote Overwatch 2 features including a new story mode um, that you play co-op. Uh, the the test thing that they had at BlizzCon was four-player co-op uh, like the Storm Rising and, and Uprising and uh, Uprising wasn't a thing with whatever your other archives missions had been. Um Four-player co-op with with a story mode uh, sounds relatively extensive. Uh, also, things called hero missions, uh, which uh, will allow you to uh, l- uh, level up like your your PVE hero skills, which is kind of cool. Uh, it's, I think these are the ones that are supposed to be quote unquote highly replayable or something. Um, uh, which again, more PVE content there, and hero talents, which again you can uh, use to uh, unlock and improve your hero skills within PVE and not PvP. Uh, PvP is not going away; that's still happening. Overwatch League will eventually play um, on this this Overwatch Two structure, um, uh, and, and all skins and cosmetics and sprays and whatever kind of progress will carry over from. Uh, Overwatch 1 to Overwatch 2. Again, this makes most, the most sense if it's all going to be in the same client. Uh, uh, and uh, Overwatch 1 and Overwatch 2 players will be able to play um, on the same 
uh, the same maps, the same servers, same games, that sort of thing, again, makes the most sense if um, it's all run through the same client. Uh, we don't have any kind of release date. We don't have any kind of price. We don't obviously know the structure of it even. Um, but that, and probably more things that I know I've forgotten, so is basically what we know about <laughs> uh, about Overwatch yeah. 2. So this is what everyone is upset about is this is essentially Overwatch 2.0. This, because you're gonna you will get if you own overwatch you will get overwatch too um oh did we know that for sure i didn't i didn't even know we did that since for sure. the client is merging you are basically going to get overwatch too because you will get the updated the new the new uh god what is it? you'll get the new graphics and everything you'll get you you'll get just everything but pve stuff is from what I'm understanding. I don't even think they the reason I think it's hard for them to explain is because they don't know the exact details of everything yet. This is very early announcement and it's probably like Jeff said that they're probably going to be announcing more things for Overwatch 2 even next year at BlizzCon so it's not going to be out by BlizzCon next year even so um, for right now what they know is this stuff the the specifics of it are like if you have overwatch one you are going to get all the new pvp stuff that is coming to overwatch 2 which is toronto all this stuff all the new heroes which is racking up to be a lot um i don't know if you get as far as like the new skin new default skins go those might come with the pve i don't think they've i don't think they've specified whether or not they come with the pve purchase or not i assume they're going to come with like the new um under like the visuals category with the new engine and the new ui yeah. and stuff I, I assume they'll come with, with yeah. that so i mean at first i thought so at first I thought if you purchased Overwatch 2, you're purchasing it for all the PvE stuff and the new engine. But now it's been like now it's been specified by Jeff that no, Overwatch, if you don't purchase Overwatch 2, you're going to still get the new engine. You're going to still get just all this new so basically you're paying for PvE stuff if you want it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's the way I understand it um, as well. Which everyone was upset about, but I was like, if this is good news, you're basically, they basically just announced Overwatch 2.0 and that they're upgrading graphics. If you already own Overwatch, you're getting new, you're getting a new engine, you're getting new UI, you're getting all this great new stuff, you're getting new heroes, you're getting all this new maps. Um, but everyone was still very underwhelmed, Joe. Um, Specifically, Sherfor tweeted about it. Jane was very underwhelmed. Um, just a lot of the competitive people were like, where's my PvP stuff? But, I mean... Which is also funny, because literally that's exactly... Like we said, it was all leaked beforehand. Yeah. So, <laughs> if you're disappointed, you're just disappointed about what we already yep. knew. Um, I mean... But in my opinion, they announced a lot of PvP stuff. I They announced like six heroes. They announced... Like it seems like eight maps or something. They announced a lot of PvP stuff. Um, very excited for like new UI, new upgraded engine, all that stuff. I mean, it, it, I was good with it. It looks great. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, 
I don't. I think they've been working out a lot of PvP stuff, but Overwatch Two, by definition, basically is the PVE stuff. So I think it makes sense that they're mainly focused on that um, for this BlizzCon because. I think they were trying to satisfy all the people who are like, I like this story a lot. Where's story stuff? I want to play story stuff. And they're like, here it is. Don't worry, guys. We have it, and we've been working on it. And yeah. Um, and I think the one story mission we got to see and that was on demo down the floor was like, was the Rio, Rio story with Lucio. And it looked pretty cool. So I'm excited. And apparently there's a lot of twists and turns and cool things that happen in the story mode. So. I think I, I'm going to purchase a story about it. It looks really cool and looks fun and looks like something when I get sick of playing with my teammates in comp that I would like to take a break and decompress and play. So I was happy with almost everything. How about you, Joe? Yeah, I'm sure I'm going to get it too. For I mean, unless it ends up being some ridiculous price, but I can't imagine. $200. They'll, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or Or if it's like a... <laughs> I'm not even going to say the word subscription uh, just because that wouldn't even make sense. But uh, yeah, I'm sure I'm going to get it. It's uh, it's just a matter of exactly what the details are going to be, which we'll discover as we go, I guess. I mean, biggest biggest thing was no no release date. But as I mentioned before, Jeff implied not this not 2020, basically, is what Jeff Jeff implied. Um, I'm guessing next BlizzCon is when they're like, it's coming out in a couple months because I feel like the not this Overwatch League season, but the one after that is the one they're going to be playing on it. And they also announced in the Overwatch League panel, like, no, Overwatch 2 is not work. we're, we're going to be playing on the season. So it's not going to come out in any time for it to start being at least even in the middle of the season if they switched to Overwatch 2. It's definitely not coming out for this season of Overwatch League. Um, yeah, lots. Of, and I guess the other important thing is like, okay, well, you're working on this thing, but the game kind of stinks right now is what a lot of people are saying. Can you work on this actual game that stinks? Um, and I think they announced there will be at least one new hero coming because while they announced Sojourn, but they didn't even go into depth as because Sojourn is supposed to be a character from Overwatch 2. But they announced that at least one new hero will be coming to the OG Overwatch before Overwatch 2 comes out. Um, <laughs> Which, again, is like a year and a half from now. So I would hope yeah. <laughs> that they do have more heroes coming. Um, and they didn't, I, everyone's assuming it would be Echo. Um my friend talked to a developer on the floor while playing Overwatch 2. That developer said it is not Echo. So <clears throat> um, it is. there will be a hero coming to Overwatch soonish that is not Echo and not Sojourn. It is something we don't know at all. Um, so we'll, we'll see what that is. Uh, they, uh, they officially said no new maps to Overwatch, the original Overwatch, until Overwatch 2 comes out. So... I mean, the, the announcement of all this new stuff coming to Overwatch 2 is cool until you realize like, oh, they're just making up for all this lost stuff that they're going to that they're going to miss out on this in 2020 because they're not going to be releasing any new maps. Um, I don't know how many maps they usually release here. Is it three? That sounds right. Yeah. So, I mean, if there are like six or seven new maps, then they'll be 
they'll technically still will be extra content if they if it only takes them a year to make this. We'll see what happens. Um, there's a bunch of de- it. It was basically just the announcement of like, hey, we're working on this, and here's some cool new stuff, and it's going to be PVE, and that's all we got for now. <laughs> Specifics much later, <laughs> basically. Uh, yeah, but I mean, how do you feel about? Are you disappointed? Like, are you disappointed that Overwatch One is basically just going to be? dead as far as like changes go new heroes stuff like that are you disappointed we're gonna have to wait a long time i mean it's hard to say i mean if if it ends up being that like there are no heroes or maps or anything for uh like in the interim that's gonna be disappointing for sure uh i mean on the one hand um it means that they can, you know, attempt to get balance, quote unquote, perfect. But on the other hand, it means that there's going to be a lot uh, that that's, that's going to be a lot harder to do, um, and a lot uh, you, you run the risk a lot more of uh, um, stagnation, which we sort of had in the past year with um, you know the goats meta that <laughs> was around for way too long. Uh, but you know we we. Uh, we sort of run the risk of that more as we're getting into uh, uh, potentially an environment where there aren't um, tons of changes in the game. Uh, so, so that's what we'll have to watch out for sure. But um, I, I mean, it's the the news is good, uh, and so you know, hopefully, particularly, hopefully, we can stay up to date uh, with them as they go. Uh, like, if we don't get any updates, that would be unfortunate. Uh, but yeah, it's it's all on the the team right now to see how they're going to be able to handle that and how they're going to communicate that to us. I think that's going to be really big. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I think we're just waiting patiently waiting now, which kind of stinks. And if yeah, I agree with you. If the, if they're not going to do heroes, I mean, obviously we're going to have at least one hero, Joe. Insane. Twenty twenty is going to be a great year, um, but. They better just start patching this game like crazy and changing up metas and basically doing what they. I it's already not promising because the the last half of this year has been very desolate as far as like hero balance changes go. I think it might be because I mean Jeff came also this weekend said oh I think the game's very balanced right now so. I think that's might be one of the reasons is because they think the game's very balanced right now, um, which there's an argument for that for sure. Um, I, I mean, yeah, in competitive, we mainly see one comp, but over Blizzard and Overwatch, they've always been about, this isn't just about the top players. This is about everybody. Um, so maybe it is more balanced um, in, in everything but GM, basically. So... Well, I mean, it even if it is balanced, I do enjoy constant switch ups to the game, um, which is something Riot Games is good at, which is something a lot of other companies just do because they're like, okay, let's switch up the game because that's fun and we want other heroes to be better, other heroes to be a little worse. Like that's nice, that's fun, and I don't see why they can't just just do that for a little bit since we're not actually going to have new content, you might as well switch up the game in some way, make it fresh and make people keep coming back to it in some way. So, yeah. It's just a matter of how that ends up happening. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Overall, 
I like like the announcement a lot. I like the cinematic a lot. I like most of the things that were announced. It looks really darn good. Um, yeah, specific. I mean, specifically the the upgrades. I, I everything everything looks great. Um, I w- yeah. I mean, they're clearly putting mm-hmm. good work. And that's they, are, they that's always what you do. See. They always put in. Blizzard loves the polished work. Um, I, I am disappointed that it's not coming out sooner, but. Well, I mean, Blizzard likes to take their time. So, well, I'm excited for it to happen. Um, yeah. Anything else to say about Overwatch 2? It was a hell of an episode, Joe. That it was. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's good to have lots of good, meaty content. Very worried about. about next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could talk about Overwatch League Season 2 yeah. and all that uh, kind of stuff. Season 3, you mean? Or... Should we recap three, season yeah. two again? I mean, yeah, we can talk about season two yeah. if we want to. We can, I don't know. We can yeah. talk about season one. We can talk about season four. To. What we think is going to happen in season four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is, uh, yeah, good episode, Joe. We'll, uh, hopefully, there'll be more stuff next week. We could talk about those little Overwatch League changes, the midseason thing next week, stuff like that. So thanks, thanks to everyone for listening. It was a long episode, lots of content. I hope you guys enjoyed BlizzCon weekend, but as far as social media goes, you can follow us on our personal Twitter accounts. Mine is at JWGeorgeIV. Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. That's I-N-C. Our show has a Twitter at OnTheFlankShow. You can email us on the flank show at gmail.com, or you can tweet at us if you have any corrections, any topics you'd like to talk about, because sometimes me and Joe do make mistakes. Um, you'll listen to this in one way. If you want to listen to it in a different way, you could go to on hyphen the hyphen flank dot pinecast dot co in your internet internet browser you can also go to my youtube channel john george most likely going to find that um via my twitter we are on itunes we are on apple Podcasts, we are on spotify and we are on google play thank you guys for listening uh, and enjoy your weeks